Remember who you were when you pulled through the darkest night of the soul. Remember how you rallied, how you remained functional, even if barely. Remember how you changed, defied your genetics, and kept going. Remember how you held it together as everything else fell apart. Remember all the times you were stronger than you felt and wiser than you thought. Remember how you had a galaxy within you when you thought yourself empty. Remember, so the next time when you know you're going to need a wildfire instead of a match to get through the darkness, remember the survivor within. Welcome to the Raw and Wild Hearts, a place where the raw, the unfiltered, the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild, magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising, healer, educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist, along with my wild heart sidekick kitty, Jesus the Brave, we'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode. It's called Screw Happiness, I Want Empowerment. I am crazy excited to introduce you today to Thug Unicorn, a.k.a. Tanya Markle. (laughs) I know I just played that backwards, but I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, she, uh, I have just been introduced to her and what she's doing with the ownership of our pain and our dark and our shadow, which becomes the celebration of it, is so beautiful and incredible. I wish I had this as representation when I was going through, through some of my darkest days. We need this voice. And that's why I think that she is garnering such a large and fast following because this kind of vulnerability matters. I'm just so grateful that Tanya took the time to have this conversation with me. And I'm thankful to all of my beautiful women friends that recorded her poetry to include on the episode. So I want to thank Sarah Crystal, Stephanie Freeberg, Gabby Holt, and Amy Rehagen. I just wanted to kind of check in with y'all. I, if you didn't notice, this episode is actually going up about a week late. It's the first time that's ever happened since I launched the podcast and Last week was hard, y'all. I was in it. I was sad. I was feeling depression. I was unmotivated and could barely get anything done. I, it took me two hours to accomplish like a social media post. So I finally gave up and on Saturday and Sunday went into the forest, went and saw some friends and just did some serious me time. Thank you for your patience and generosity with your love and continuing to stay with me and uh, support this huge uh, artistic venture. 
I do want to mention, I want to give a shout out to my last episode. If you're just joining me today, I want to let you know that there's so many great past episodes to check out. Um, but last week's is fantastic. People are loving Dr. Peter Borton. We really just broke down coronavirus and how we can keep ourselves healthy. And if we do contract the coronavirus, how we can keep it a smaller viral load with mild to moderate symptoms so that we don't overwhelm the hospital systems. And in that case, maybe we would develop a little more herd immunity, which means the virus could weaken over time. So it's really, you know, if it, I think it's interesting that we're hearing so much in our sensationalism culture about masks and quarantine and the eternal debate about everything. You know, they just keep us. It's like our media and people in power keep us at war with each other just trying to like sensationalize anything that we do or say and so then we just battle it out and it's exhausting quite honestly so I'm really bummed that you're not hearing anything about how to stay healthy and how to support your immunity in the face of an unknown and possibly deadly virus that should be the number one thing that leaders in charge are telling their people that would show that they care about our lives health is the most important thing. I would love it if you would go back and take a listen to that episode to really help people decrease their fear, increase their empowerment, and just feel more alive right now and, and more ready to adapt to the changes and the situation as it unfolds. So that episode is called Empower Your Health During Coronavirus and Always with Dr. Peter Borton. I'll put it in the show notes below. You can always find it on my website. That's my central hub. It's the best way to find anything that I'm doing. I am doing some interviews right now. I've got one coming out on the Front Seat podcast this Monday coming up. And I talk all about my experience with epigenetics and abandonment wounds and birth wounds. So if you want to hear a little bit more about how your birth experience could be informing the way that you function as an adult in the world, it's a really interesting conversation. I had a great time with Monica recording that together. Also, I love your support. Thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen. Give me a star rating and review. That always helps get the podcast into more ears. You know, since the quarantine happened, pretty much everyone's podcasting now. So it's even a more saturated market. So I try to be really innovative with these episodes and I put so much intention into them and I hope that they're landing with you and really resonating. Okay, on to the episode. Tanya Markle is the author of the She Book. Early in life, she discovered emotional pain to be a sustainable resource for art and creation, and she hasn't stopped writing since. Her quotes, stories, poems, and prose have touched readers around the world. She hopes to be a safe space of inspiration and empowerment for years to come. Please welcome Tanya Markle, a.k.a. Thug Unicorn. Hello, Tanya. Welcome to the Wild Heart Revolution. Hello. Thank you so much. And we just came in so charged. I love being here. So Thank charged. You. I know. Yeah. I'm like, right now I have like goosebumps and I'm like, yes, let's, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. But I do like to start with a toast or a prayer. 
to the wild heart warriors in our light, especially our dark and in all of our magic and glory. May we continue to elevate consciousness through humor, humility, honesty, gentle care, soul-wrenching growth, and ownership. And to us, and to owning your sparkle, but ending the eternal quest for happiness. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Motherfucking cheers. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into why I said that, you know, because, and I think you probably know why I said that, and everyone else is going to know why I said that real soon. But I want to talk about Thug <laughs> Unicorn. I'm so resonating with this. I was thinking about it as I've been researching you. My name is The Raw and Wild Hearts. Feel like we both kind of came into these, you know, monikers, maybe in the same frequency with the raw and wild hearts. I felt like a caged animal at times, but I was so feeling and so caring, but yet I was wild and like needed to get out. So tell me about how Thug Unicorn came to be. Oh my God, that is a question. And whoo, it's a it's a big story. Um, I would say that. Like to make the story short, I had left something that I had created with someone for like five years and it ended on like the worst no ever, but like the best direction ever. <laughs> like we had created something beautiful and something big very fast. And we were, we also were close. We were friends. My identity got wrapped up in this project and like I had just put so much of myself in it and I lost who I was and I lost my voice and the end like our separation was not easy it was like crazy intense stress but it was like the birth of my voice you know I have been like writing forever but always writing through other like mm. mediums, not for myself, but writing like for an online publication. And this was like <laughs> the kick in the ass to be like, it's time for you to step in your own shoes and like be the writer that you want to be. And like also reflect that as the human, you know, that I really, really am trying to like reveal and release. And then one night, the ache of the world and the pain in her heart woke her the F up. And she realized she didn't have all the time in the world to make her dreams happen. And that she deserved to live a life of the least amount of regret. And that's when she knew it was time to slay and slay and effing slay. Oh my God. What is this? Like 2020? Yes. Um, How long ago was that? It was five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm so curious about this because I feel like a lot of us can relate to those relationships. Yeah. It's almost like these relationships where your energies get so locked in and it's intoxicating. Like you have this and whether it's romantic or friendship or family, whatever it is. And there's this like, it's almost like lifetimes of knowing between you, but also lifetimes of struggle and pain yes. and you're in yeah. it again. You know what I mean? And breaking free of that can take it can almost, I guess I consider yes. it like the death of self. Like we go through so many deaths of ourselves. I've been through that. I was listening to one of your podcasts and hearing about that relationship. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I know that struggle. And I know that freedom yeah. on the other side of that struggle. When you make that shift in that, yes. that energetic hold, 
if you can get there in this lifetime, it's so powerful and so big. Healing is fucking messy. It's alienation. It's detachment. It's batshit crazy. It's jet black, inky darkness. It makes you ache for the void or the mundane. You want to quit everything, but you can't. You won't. Not now. Not ever, baby. Because even though it aches the mother of all aches, you've changed. Underneath all the bullshit, there you are. Brand new, born again, an angel awakened to her cosmic mission. And you aren't going back. There are more out there waking up in the dark. So don't worry about fixing any part of you and let your wicked shambles raise the damn roof on this whole thing. Did that just kind of, did it organically happen or did you, did you have to go through a process in order to kind of birth Thug Unicorn? You know, um, it, I didn't go through much of a process actually. I had a dream one night and I was like, okay, this is the, this is the name I'm going to create. And I went on social media and I was like checking out Instagram, like, does this handle exist? And actually it did, but it was like some guy somewhere and he followed nobody. He had one follower and I was like, Hey guy. And this was like my first Instagram account. And I was like, Hey guy, do you like need this handle for anything? And he's like, you know, thought about it for a day. And then he came back and he's like, I already changed my handle. It's yours. And I was like, okay. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of hilarious. And I was like, okay, well, then that just is going to be the name that I write under for a while. I think it would be different. Like this was five years ago. I feel like maybe it would be a little bit different now. You know, it's kind of a different game a little bit. It sounds like divine timing. This name packs such a punch. And I want to talk about your following because I just got introduced to you, what I think a couple of weeks ago, my friend was like, I really want you to know her. She just came out with the she book. This is, you know, what we're promoting today. Thank you. And it's amazing. And um, she's like, I want you to have her on your podcast. And it just organically happened. I got a hold of you like the next day and you responded. And so I've just been like in the world of Thug Unicorn ever since. And it's been an amazing ride. It's not been an easy ride. I'm going to tell you that you actually created this space for me to go back and look at my poetry and my pain and start to honor it a little bit more instead of like keeping it hidden away. You kind of opened this door to me being like, wait a second, I want to like read those words again. And I want to honor those words and kind of just open that piece up in me again. And it wasn't easy, but it was very therapeutic. It was really beautiful. So thank you for that. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that as well. I'm so sorry what you went through. I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm so excited to talk to you because I feel like, you know, we both have these really major abandonment wounds. Mine's been since I was in the womb, just like you. Like as I was hearing your story, I was like, this is my soul sister. This is, you know, she is magic and she is powerful and she is going to change the world. And the way that I say that is you are representation. And what I want is I actually want the she book to get into every adolescent child's hands that it can, because I think that it will, it will shift so much for those kids growing up with wounds. Cause that's our culture creates such deep and intense wounds. I'm not going to apologize if my words aren't delivered in a way that's comfortable for you. I'm not going to pull back the reins of my passion because my expression doesn't fit the shape of your status quo. 
When you find your voice, some will feel like it's an attack on them. Don't waste time on insignificant battles. Keep it moving forward and refuse to remain quiet. Don't behave according to any paradigm. That's doing more harm than good. Because the truth can hurt. Love isn't always easy. And right now, change needs more than a whisper. So I know I'm like, I'm all over the place right I'm now because so I'm you. so excited. There's so much to talk <laughs> about, so but let's talk yeah. about, <laughs> let's talk about your community. So that's what I want to, <laughs> I feel like you have this like cult following royalty. You know what I mean? Like people are passing you hand to hand, mouth to mouth. You yeah. know, it's not just this like big social media push. And I find that to be yeah. so intoxicating and exciting how do you, how has it, how has the process um, moved for you as you've, you've been a part of this community that just is kind of like snowballing and getting bigger and bigger? Tell me about that feeling. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting for sure. And I mean, I think, I guess what's like most important for me, it's always nice to see your numbers grow on social media, especially if you're spending a lot of time on it, you know, it's cool to have that connection with people and to relate to other people. Um, but I think like the thing that is most meaningful for me is what and who appears like in my DMs and who like mm -hmm. is in my email because I am always so surprised and, and like, I don't want to say shocked, but it always takes me a step back when I am someone is so trustworthy of me to share their story in such depth and like such intimacy. And I'm just like, mm. shit, I feel so honored because I always say mm. like, I'll, you know, I may not respond to your email, but it will be read. And I read every single email that I get. And I'm just like, just like being able to have created a place where people feel safe and empowered to share and like relate and connect. Like that has been mm. one of the biggest healing aspects of doing, you know, this work. Absolutely. I mean, I see when you, you share on your stories, I just looked this morning, I think, and I saw a woman that was reading your poetry on her story and you shared it. And so of course I went and checked hers out and I listened to her read your words and just, I've heard so many people read your words and I've, I've just never, I've I, honestly, I've never seen anything like this. I just feel like it's this like amazing movement between people of owning your pain, owning that struggle because we're all in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your mantra is screw happiness. I want empowerment. That's exactly why I put that in the prayer. So let's talk about that. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I think this really came, you know, this this sentiment and like this idea came to me just, a, you know, a few years ago because I was just feeling so frustrated with life. And I felt like, you know, I was um, coming into places that felt really wounded inside of me, old emotional scars and like wounds. And I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know, like, I was trying to do everything with my mind. And I was like, do I have to make myself sit and feel this? Or is it possible to feel, you know, something else? My whole thing was like, happiness, happiness, happiness. I just got to be happy with life. I have to have a positive attitude for life. You know, I got to fake it till I make it. 
like none of that shit has mm-hmm. ever worked for me. It has never fucking worked for me. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a naturally ch- like positively charged person, but like my shit can go deep and dark, you know? And I mm-hmm. was just coming to yeah. a place where I feel like I couldn't go and deal with my emotional illiteracy in the same way that I had been trying. And I realized it also wasn't necessarily a mindset. You know, it wasn't some fucking attitude that was going to put me in like a higher vibrational place. And I just realized like, fuck happiness. We spend so much money (laughs) and time and like disappointment. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be fucking happy. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I just want to be more steady. Like I want to have this slower pace. I want my, like, the curvature of my emotions to be more steady. And, like, I want to react from a place that feels like I'm standing on even ground, Mm. you know? I want to be able to feel myself before I'm reacting. And that's where the whole thing was, like, no, fuck happiness. I just want to be living and creating and, like, existing and mothering and, like, friending and, like, wifing and, like, whatever I do from a place of empowerment. I love that because I mean, there's also judgment and guilt around happiness. Oh, yeah. That was kind of my motivation of this podcast. I don't want to just be like self help because I feel yeah. like that can be really um, judgmental and people can feel less than, they can feel inferior because it's like, oh, I'm supposed to just wake up. And if I think happy thoughts, then my day should be happy. If I only focus on gratitude, then I should be happy. And then why am I not happy? I'm not doing it right. Yeah this movement is like so empowering for humanity, for our magic, for all of everything that we are, which is not just happiness. Thank you. Thank you for spreading that word and spreading that message. It's so important. That's why I'm saying I want the ad, I want adolescents to be like all up in your business, (laughs) in your your media business. You know what I mean? Because had I seen this representation through my suicidal years, which were very many throughout my entire childhood because of my deep abandonment wound, I might have thought, it's not me. There's someone else out there just like me. But that wasn't the message I got. The message is that there was something wrong with me. Why couldn't I be happy? And why did I have this darkness? Yeah. I think this is critical. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I completely relate. And like, just speaking from personal experience, you know, you learn to talk to yourself in that way. And it's not even that maybe someone didn't, you know, press this into my brain or like scream this into my ear. It was the conclusion that I came to, you know, it's the conclusions that we come to when we're not getting clear, safe, secure empowering information as children we start to kind of replace that with something like something's wrong with me Mm -hmm. you know it's me because what else could it be like my experience of life doesn't know that it could be something else so I'm coming back to what I do know and all I do know is about me you know and that Mm -hmm. pattern itself is something that we try to unlearn and like heal our whole lives. And I truly believe from my own experience that this is something that we work with every breath. You know, some days it's easier, some weeks it's easier, some months it's like hard as hell. But like, that's the story that I feel like most of us in like 
coming back to my audience, like we really relate to. Did you ever feel like as you were moving through healing processes of that deep, deep abandonment wound, did you feel like, okay, if I do this, I'll finally be rid of this? Definitely. I mean, a hundred percent. And it's just not the truth. truth. That was empowerment for me. When I finally stopped hating all of my abandonment and trust issues. Yes, definitely. It's your story. It's a, it's a part of, it's a part of you. You know, it was a great influence in your life. I can, I definitely agree with that. And I think, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also a process, you know, really being able to look at your story of pain as a source of empowerment. You know, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of like self-love and care to believe that you are worthy of the opposite of what you've experienced, you know, and it does take a lot of like self care. Like, I don't mean like skin routines and like, those are nice, but that's, you know, I mean like the deeper, deeper, like showing yourself that you love and respect who you are. I think those are like the, the big doses of medicine that also carry you over a longer period of time. Come at me with your most dangerous storm and watch me explode into a million unsullied rainbows. Bite me as hard as you can to crush my bones with your muck-covered lies and watch me transform into a continent of untouched forest. Inject me with your deepest fear and watch me walk fearless and naked through the fires of hell, a flame-resistant angel of earth with my wings full breadth and a smile across my face. My power is no longer a well for you to sip from. My worth is no longer yours to take. Did you move through that with your poetry? I did. I've been writing actually since I was like six years old. I started writing poetry when I was six and I was so influenced by like Lionel Richie. Oh, nice. I swear to God, Lionel Richie. Honestly, he used to sing the lyrics of my little girl broken heart. Like when I was seriously like seven years old, eight years old, I was like, there's nobody who knows how I feel except for Lionel Richie. Oh my God. You know, like that song, hello, like, is it me she's looking for? That was like my song about my mom. And I was like, oh my God, does he miss his mommy too? You know, where's Lionel Richie's mommy? And maybe my mommy, they're together, whatever. But like, I've always been writing. Like writing has always, I, I knew it since I was a little girl that it would be my thing. Mm. Yeah, That's great. That's amazing. Um, I asked you if you wanted, I was, I was curious if we could hear some of your work that you feel like is really important to what we're going through right now like I wanted to hear the words that you wanted to bring to this moment um I have two pieces that I can read from the book great that's cool yes coming from the she book by thug unicorn coming from the she book and I will just say that the she book volume two is coming out this June wow and I would read a piece of that from it but I don't have it with me but it's going to be amazing and it it is about surviving dark times and depression so 
Yes. And then I'm, I'm actually started writing my third book, which is going to be about generational healing. So mm. all of the stuff that we've just talked about. Oh my God. My thoughts right. like yum. <laughs> we need it so much. Okay, go ahead. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> so this is number 65. Sometimes I have to remind myself, no one's love is more important than my own. And I don't need anyone to tell me good job, or you're on the right track. External validation, permission, seeking, and approval is a thing of my wounded past. My precious heart is strong and clairvoyant. And the link between the human experience and the transmission prescription of archangels. Every breath dreams me more and more awake. I am me and it is enough. Mm, beautiful. Absolutely. Oh, sweet. Yes. Should I do one more? Yes, that'd okay, be great. Cool. Okay, I'm just totally winging this one. Okay, we'll just see this one because it came up. Even though I posted it recently, I still love it. Um, this is number 96. I used to think I'd be alone forever, strange, misunderstood, aching to create, but too hurt to move. Then one day, I started to share my weird, my bizarre, my darkest part of the night poetry, and the scarred lining of my broken, hopeful heart. I was greeted by other wounded and open beings, dream weavers, love warriors, and magic makers. And together, we're walking each other home. Mm, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, that, as I'm just listening, I'm like, that feels so empowering. I thank you so much for... I hope so. Bestowing such beauty and pain and acknowledgement on the world. I'm so excited. I'm I'm seriously gonna give this book to every adolescent I know because I feel like it's a Aww. rite of passage at this point. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for those generous, beautiful words. Thank mm. you so much. Yeah. I do really quickly, if you have a few more minutes. I want to ask uh, the same question I ask everybody at the end of the episode is if you were doing this podcast, who would your dream guest be and why? Oh my God, this is such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so hard and it's so vast, but it's really fun because it gets, you know, it allows us to know you a little bit more. And then I feel like people have like even more uh, reference to open their world to. Oh my God, definitely. Okay, so does it can be someone who is not alive anymore, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. With anybody. Honestly, okay, I hope that this is not like a, it's not a corny answer because it's so not, I would have to say my grandma, like for real, like my grandma passed away when she was 13 or when I was 13. And she mm -hmm. was just like my main woman and she was like so she you know she was a wild woman mm. and she loved to laugh and I just miss that about my grandma so much because I can only imagine what we would laugh about now like me as a woman you know because we were just like each other's sidekicks you know she raised me and 
we've had so many gut busters. Like even to this day, I can feel them like in my belly, they live there. So yeah, it's just amazing. It'll be my grandma. There it is. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry that she moved from this earth so early for you. Yeah. I, I've like, I'm feeling the pain of that right now in the love and the happiness and the joy that you're feeling mm-hmm. for her. Thanks. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Let's give a wave to grandma who's, you know, hanging out and mm-hmm. being here with us in a different realm. So thank you. Yeah, that's, that's gorgeous. And like I said, I wish that we had more time to get into your story, but you, you have been on many podcasts. If people want to hear more about your story, like really from the ground up, you know, just give a little search out for Thug Unicorn or Tanya Markle. And you'll find out so much more about this bright and beautiful spirit. I do like to really quick, I'm just going to give a a few seconds. I like to respond for a dream guest for this podcast as well. And clearly you are a dream guest for me. I'm so giddy and excited. (laughs) And I feel like I have to talk so fast. But I also would say Jill Scott. Do you know who Jill Scott is? I don't. Who's that? She's this amazing singer and poet. And she just has this like, badass authentic heart that she it just exudes from her in her poetry in her music in her life and her social media like everything it's just like that like cool cat you know what I mean yeah and I just I love feeling that because you're like oh yeah you just take it in a little bit you know especially with poetry I feel like when you hear the words of a poet it's just like it, it becomes a vibe, you know, it's like we're vibing together. Poetry is really, really specific, I feel like, and you are just on fire. Beautiful words, amazing gifts that you're giving through your pain and your life and your, your heartache and your ownership. It's just so exciting. Is there any last, any last thoughts that you want to give us before I uh, let you go here today? I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me into your space. I've enjoyed it so much and be well. The world needs you and keep dreaming well, living well and loving well. You're amazing. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. And where can people find you? Um, On Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Unicorn, everywhere you go all day, every day. All day, every day. Yes, absolutely. I'm so into it. Um, Oh my gosh, I don't want to hang up, but have a beautiful night. You're in Copenhagen, correct? Yeah, you got it. It's morning here and it's nighttime there. And just thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and, you know, chat with the the audience. And I love you. I'm just going to say it. I love you. I love what you're doing. I'm so into it. And let's keep spreading this message. Screw happiness. I want empowerment. I'm so in. Thank you, Lori. (laughs) Thank you you. so much, Tanya. Have a beautiful night. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave... Happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends. I can feel like the space of my, like, the space of me feels quite big right now. Like, my bubble feels quite big. And, like, I'm feeling introverted and I'm feeling like, wow, it feels so vulnerable to take Mm. up my space right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know like I just like I feel like I'm like oh I'm still this little seed I'm not sure if I'm ready to come out yeah come out yet 